Hey, Jamie, I've got a question for you. What do you want, Tom? Who's on the podcast this coming Friday? Oh, is it someone big? Boy. Is uh, it a big one? Shall I bother listening this week? Yeah. If I was going to say uh, take. And I would say off no, your trousers. No, no. Take. Me out. No, take. Paddy McGuinness. No, take. Take on me. Take that. Wow. Have a little patience. But hang on, presumably you've only, you haven't got all three of them, have you? Presumably you've just got one of them. Buddy, we have all three of them on the podcast. They've released a new album. It's coming out. They're going on tour. They talk about the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, on everything that happened in Take the That. The ins, the outs. And they reveal it all this Friday. Exclusively. On Private Parts. That's a big one. I'm going to listen to that. Truth Podcast. My name is Jordan Stevens, uh, best known for season three, episode four, guest part in Catastrophe. I think it was that episode. If you think Catastrophe, yep. I'm here with uh, my good friend and business companion, Matt Campion. Today's podcast is going to work a little differently. Well, it's not actually, is it? No. It's just gonna. We're just gonna. It's more. It's it's got a different energy to it on the basis that you're not necessarily being welcomed into the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> you have created, co-created, co like like led the way, directed, yeah. um, much of the whole experience under your energy. Thank you, sir. Um, so yeah. So for just to explain that again for you listeners. The whole reason, I can't, I can't, we can't stop doing puns because of how common the term hole is. <laughs> um, the, the reason as to why this I Am Whole campaign came about was a beautiful, um, I'd say a, a serendipity, something I believe in, a, a, you know, coincidence, not so sure about, but synergy perhaps. Um, through reaching out, I reached out to Dom Jolly once upon a time um, because I liked Regapi TV and I was thinking something in the realms of Rizzle Kicks doing a video with whatever. And I, I met um, I met this lovely man, Matt Campion, who uh, produces Regapi TV alongside your phenomenal production company, Spirit Media, who may or may not be recording this podcast right now. Uh, and I came to you and I went, oh, you know, you still got those, um, you still got those uh, little bits in Trigger Happy when, when he has the, the kind of sultry singer songwriter music. And you're like, yeah. And I went, oh, I've got this, this other project I've been working on where I kind of have slow singing music. And it just so happened that at the same time, um, you'd got a pitch, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, from the NHS yeah. uh, asking, asking to, to come up with an idea of how to... Uh, yeah, battle stigma surrounding mental health and young people. And I played you a song I'd written about my own depression called Hole. And I just got a text once. One, I remember getting it, a little text going, oh yeah, how about we get everyone to draw circles in their hands? 
And then about, I think the reply was me with a circle on my hand. Do you know, do you know what's mad is that I'd spent the night before I really, I think my wife went to bed. She, I think she was like, do you know what? I'm just going to go to bed because I, I literally sat at home. I had to come up with a, a sort of creative um, sort of plot line for what we were going to do. And I, I think I listened to whole 400 times that night. Really? I listened to it like on a two hour train journey. And then I got home and I carried on listening to it. And, and I woke up in the morning about six o'clock in the morning and I, and I, and I woke my wife up and she and I was like, oh, no, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. And I said, I'm going to get everyone to draw a black circle on their hands. Wow. And then she was like, she was like, are you still going on about that song? Really? <laughs> I was like, yeah. She not like it now. And then, um, no, she loves it. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah. And then I remember texting you. I think I still got the text actually. I think I texted you at 6.30 in the morning, not knowing that you'd be awake. And you were like, yeah, that's wicked. <laughs> I just hadn't slept in, hadn't slept in weeks. <laughs> Fuck lunch or dinner Spend so much time around notes You think I'm in love with a singer Yeah, but I wanna get richer Life threw me a bag of lemons No wonder I'm bitter I was The most pressing thing about mental health is that There's no, no one safe That's <laughs> true I, I don't like this idea of normal I think everyone has Very unique, beautiful circumstances That they need to manage um, Not need to, but you know Could benefit from managing uh, Like for example you get labelled of things. Apparently, I have ADHD. For whatever reason, there are certain aspects of my life that I find difficult. Da, 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 da. So, with that in mind, I don't believe in normal. I'm just going to say that to you guys, to everyone right now. I don't believe in it. I agree with you. And people who consider themselves normal, I think, if anything, that's proof of the, the absolute antithesis. Mm. <laughs> I agree. You know, like, when, yeah. Anyway, you know, like if you say to someone, act normal, and they never seem more bizarre. Uh, anyway. So with that in mind, um, it appeals on the basis that people can be open about their individual little bits and bobs, the mm. quirks. And I know that you also have a personal connection to, to the I Am Whole campaign. So it'd be good to hear a little bit about that. So you're talking about my... Well, before. Yeah. But to ease you in, I'm going to ask you two quick questions. Yeah, go on. What's your favourite shape? Circle. You have to say circle though, innit? Because the yeah. I Am Whole campaign. Yeah, yeah. How weird would it have been if you said square? <laughs> I'm actually not so sure about that because there are limited answers and most people seem to say I mean there's only four answers really in it I'm if, hoping that in one of these podcasts someone will go cuboid or an octagon yeah or do you know what I mean heck don decahedron I think a circle it's fluid well it's the only shape that has no corners, corners. yeah yeah it's smooth and it's endless it's infinity and also if it's you're the only number well. well it's zero isn't it it's yeah. the only number that doesn't that is wholly connected. And also, if you say it out loud, oh. 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 Do you know that nothing is everything? What's your favourite... Um, <laughs> what's your favourite... Wait, what's the other one? Colour. What's your favourite colour? Uh, I really struggle with that. Why? Are you colour blind? No. I just don't think I have one. Well, the ability to see no, colour? I just, no, I just don't think I've got a favourite colour. You don't have a favourite colour? I know what colours I don't like. That's bizarre. You've gone the other way. Well, are you one of those out, people? Hear me out. Hear me out. Right. I kind of think greens and browns are. You're kind a reductive of, person, are you? Although I wear, I've got a green coat and I wear. But um, as a kid, mate, yeah. what colour was your blue, bedroom? Blue, blue, blue. Oh, would have, like, blue would have been my colour as a kid. Like gender, but that's no, no. It was not, wasn't it? No, because I'm not into Is it that. Because you're a boy. No. Is it because you're black? It's because I think red is Matt Campion's not black. <laughs> it's because I think red means danger. So, it's, so it feels kind of fire. I don't know. Although that kind Ooh. of fiery kind of. 
Well, but blue's also cold, isn't it? So it's kind of, it's difficult. And it's also porn. Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. This, I really <laughs> wish, I really wish. I can't, in my head, I kind, of feel like, I kind of feel like there's a colour that has yet to be invented that would be my colour. Okay, listen, don't F with me on this because that is wild. You know where colours come from, right? Yeah. Like rocks underground. Right. They just get found. Yeah. P- sp- 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 specific shades get found. Well, and it's Imagine a if you saw a new colour, bro. I know. I still feel like there's Chickens a Chickens can see more colours than us, apparently. Really? Yeah. I might have made that up, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Cluck I think I, I read it. Clock off, do you say? <laughs> Clock off. I, like, I, like, I do like lots of different colours, but I know what I don't what like. What shade of blue? Uh, much more in the sort of lighter going to, towards turquoise version. Oh, that's, my, that's greeny blue. Yeah, I love yeah, that. That's like yeah, my yeah, favourite yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Gotta watch my life at all costs. So fuck it, shit's amazing. Treating life like it's a painting. It's so scintillating, ain't it? Maybe need some changes. In terms of your own mental health, mm. let's just say a little bit about that and why. Okay. Well, yeah. Do you know, like, what's. what's um, so two years ago, just before, just before um, we launched I'm Whole, and I can tell you when it is because I came across a, a photograph in my, on my phone, and I've not talked about this publicly actually yet before, um, but, you know, I'm, I, I want everybody to be open and honest about this, so I'm wanting to do it. Um, I came across a photograph of myself um, in hospital, and so it was August the 16th, 2016, and it was just before we launched. Um, in fact... I think it was um, it was a couple of days after we'd filmed the music video, oh. um, and I'd been working extremely hard um, across the summer, um, making lots of lots of things, and hadn't really taken any time for myself. Um, and I was not feeling very well at work, and I started doing what everyone does, which is Doctor Google, which really doesn't help anybody um and i'd never ex- experienced anxiety or panic attacks or anything like that before and, and i left to go home and en route um i was walking down the road and literally the world completely flipped on me my heart was pounding through my chest i couldn't breathe i thought i was having a heart attack all i could think about was my two kids um and about the fact that i wouldn't be able to say goodbye what? and i ran into the pharmacy that was on the street and I shouted, call 999, I'm having a heart attack. Um, and she actually looked at me in disgust, like I'm trying to serve a customer. Really? And I was, and yeah, it was like, um, she's gone out of business now. I wonder if that's karma. But um, <laughs> wow. um, but uh, she wasn't very nice it's at very all. very London, isn't it? She wasn't very nice at all. Um, and she shoved me into the back of the shop. Um, uh, I couldn't breathe. And luckily they got a first responder to me within a minute. Whoa. And he turned up on a mountain bike and he came in and he looked at me and he, he just told me, and I couldn't, I was just spinning. I couldn't see. Um, I was it just my, my, I was having all these horrible sensations going through my body. And um, he said to me, um, have you been, have you, have you been working too much? Are you stressed? And I said, oh, I, I have been working a lot. And he said, you're, you're having a panic attack. And I was, I didn't even know what one was at the time. Um and I mean, I'd heard about anxiety, but I didn't know it could have such a physical effect mm-hmm. on, the, on, the, on the body. Um, anyway, the ambulance turned up. They got me into the ambulance. They did um, an ECG and they, they said that I was fine, but there's a couple of things I wanted to check. So they took me to the hospital um, and I spent a couple of hours um, having 
everything checked, my bloods, my heart rate, everything um, to make sure that I was fit and healthy. And I came back with clean, you know, with good results. Um, and obviously that calmed me right down. Um, and I was able to, I was able to, um, to leave, but it was really, really scary. And then I don't know if I, I don't think I've even told you this, that the day that we launched, I am whole at the um, i360, just before I, I was having to come out and do my talk, it started coming on again. Really? And I had to leave the room. Um, and I, I had to really, really focus and control my breathing. Um, and then come back in and actually go and deliver a speech to 200 journalists. Yeah. Um, but, I'm sorry, but once man. it had blown over, it was fine. And I, and I, and I think um, after that, it was kind of, it was something that I'd kind of never had to deal with. It was something that I'd never experienced. It was very confusing. Um, and luckily for me, um, it didn't reoccur for some months. But then um, about a year ago, um, they returned and um, the last, I suppose, um, I had a really bad panic attack that lost an entire train journey. It was, it was commuter from London to Brighton. Um, the train was packed. Um, I had to, the sensations were so intense. I just, I just didn't know how I was going to control it or what I was going to be able to do. Um, and I had to keep going to the toilet and talking myself down. Oh. And I literally couldn't breathe. And I was thinking, if I lock the door on the toilet, I need to lock the door on the toilet because I don't want anyone to come in mm. and see me in this state. But if I lock myself in the toilet and I suddenly go, you know, or something happens, then no one's going to, no one's going to think about unlocking the toilet and finding me. Yeah. So I was having all that panic going on and I got to Hayward's Heath and I had to get off and I called my wife and my wife's such my rock of support in this now because right. she can talk me down. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, she can. Um, but since then, you know, and then since then I've had, I've had uh, quite a few and I'm trying my best to work out, um, you know, anxiety is becoming such a, a thing that I'm interested in now and such a thing that I want to talk about and, and help people. I mean, I had, I had a pretty bad one yesterday. Um, and I think, I think one of the things that, um, you've got to do is, well, we were talking about this earlier on the pillars, right? So looking after yourself, self-care is massively important. And I think I'm guilty of working too much, never doing it. And then, you know, from time to time I'll, 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 you know, have a drink to relax or, or whatever. And actually what you've got to do is, you know, you've got to really take time to look after yourself in terms of physical exercise. I think it's really important. Yeah. Your diet, um, you know, cut out alcohol is a, is a huge trigger. Tough in Britain. Yeah. But it's a huge trigger, especially in that moment of hangover. Um, you know, it's a, it's a huge trigger. Especially if you're one of these people who is, falls into the, uh, the hangover food trap. Yeah. Big what time. is that? Big time. Where I think what begins with your body's basic desire for sugar and salt morphs into a human created legitimacy for just fast food. Th th yeah, fast food. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah, is the not... worst. The worst. Mm. Um, I'm really sorry to hear about that. And and so, yeah, so they're, they're saying for even more so, this is very close to home. Very close to home. I mean, I don't think people people realise. I mean, um, just what what actually happens to you when you have a, a panic attack is it's a loss of control, you have, isn't it? Well, you have um, you've got two adrenal glands that sit on top of your kidneys, and when you sleep at night, they um, the adrenaline um, increases, and your body produces chemicals that 
aren't good for you, right? So they're the things that can take you nearer to having anxiety or, or a nervous panic attack or whatever. Um, and actually, a lot of people in the morning will go for a run because physical exercise depletes those levels. Yeah. So you've got to... So, and we all produce the chemicals at different rates, right? So yeah. some people will never experience anything like that because of the way they're chemically balanced. Some of the people have to do other things to, to make sure they can balance themselves. Right. So when you've got all these toxins of life, all these stresses from work, from drinking too much, much from eating bad food you know any of those things what all that does is adds to filling those those pots of chemicals and if you get to a point where they spill over that's when the adrenaline pumps through your body and then it's the adrenaline that um creates the entire panic attack and 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 the more powerful that is the more the, the more horrendous it is. Uh, so what happens is is that your diaphragm rises. So that's where you go short of breath. You start breathing in your chest because you're supposed to be in fight or flight mode. Yeah. Your body has said, something's not right. I'm either going to fight or flight now, like in a caveman style. And um, you either got to run 100 miles an hour or you've got to st- stand around and you've got to fight and you've got to expel that energy. So all that adrenaline is making you superhuman. If you're a wrestler, <laughs> you'd want that, you know what I mean? But if you're, if you're someone that is just for no reason because something subconsciously has triggered your brain and these toxins overflow, then all of a sudden you've got this out of control behavior happening and then, and then things like all the blood rushes around your heart. So that's why your chest goes horrendously painful. But you know, also and- anxiety is... Um- because you've just used the you've just used the example of fear, you know that is mm. anxiety is a response to fear. Yeah, I think that like anxiety can be healthy, especially if it's if especially if it's able to um, I don't know morph into excitement. For example, mm. you know, like I know that I've I I know that's to some people the fear of going on stage or getting on a flight. Mm. I know I feel the same thing, but my reaction is to run into it rather than to yeah. run away or freeze. Well, what's mad is that, you know what I'm like as a, as a, in my day-to-day life. But I'm saying the emotion might not be fear. Yeah, well, maybe. That's the other thing. Because, well, I think I live on adrenaline. I'm somebody that's hugely positive. Um, I run, I run um, my own business. I've, I've built this campaign. I, you know, I'm someone that is, um, is really positive, really outgoing. Um, doesn't, sort of you know has i've got a big personality and it's not something that I, I think a lot of people wouldn't expect me to to say that i've had panic attacks or i would suffer in that way yeah, but, that's, but actually, that's that's the main that's if anything and from my understanding of it you'd be one of the top yeah 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 that you're right actually because that for, for that reason yeah the brighter the light you know what i mean yeah and i think i think uh you know in life we're all finding a place of balance um it's, if you're saying you're overworking, but you know, like I know why I've I know why I've fallen into places of, of emotional extremity, and it's usually because I have been running from something, or or I've or I've not wanted to have time to think about how I really felt, which is the start, which is why these why the conversations around mental health are actually important. It's not just a thing of like, oh, I feel like this, and this is what I'm going to take mm. for it. It's like it's the beginning of something because a lot of those original traumas or those original feelings of emotion, they are physical entities that live in you. Well, that, I mean, you know, you know, my, my, my history, my past, yeah. my, my childhood was, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go into too much detail, but you know, I, 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 you know, as a, as a child from the age of 10 years old, I witnessed 
three attempted suicides. Um, I, you know, there was a, there was a lot of alcohol addiction, a lot of drug addiction surrounding my life as a kid um, in my family, and having to deal with that, and then come out and um, I suppose you bury it, don't you? And I think you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very aware, I'm acutely aware of the fact that you know, um, those things come back out. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get you at some point and you've got to, that's why you've really got to, um, make sure that you are open and honest about those things. Yeah. It's tough. But you've not, I mean, you've been living really cleanly for like the last six months, right? Longer. Longer. All year almost. I've seen a massive change in you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You, I can get your attention for a lot longer. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm able to actually hide my... <laughs> I mean, I'm, actually, I'm actually hiding um yeah yeah well i've still kind of medicating myself for adhd in to in a, in a way not medicating myself I've, i have prescribed um but i suppose it's it's more of a balance in that i'm purely looking to balance myself rather than honestly i've chaos for most of my life has been a language i understand and i've quite mm. enjoyed the roller coaster of you know drug abuse and sabotage and you know this and that and extreme emotion i was always like oh my god and then oh yeah highs and lows and so this this last nine months has just literally been adjusting to a different way of, and i'm not i'm i'm not sure yet if i if i think it's fun but i do know that if i was to if i was to to fo- go back into a more chaotic place i i know that quite quickly into that maybe two weeks maybe even less i would remember i'd realize the moments that i've actually now built a quite solid foundation on that i that, wasn't aware you know of. What, and that's what i see you doing i mean I, I i did a period of time 13 months when i had my second child not um drinking and it was just it was amazing you know you just sleep everything's better isn't it sleep's better um, you just got more energy for everything. I You're think clearer, it's, you know. it's undoubtedly, I think it goes without saying that, like waking up, not hungover. That's the greatest advert for sobriety is my friends waking 100%. up the next day. But I do need to find a way for my stories to not all finish with, and then I, I got to bed at 10.30. <laughs> but um, no, it, it, there, there, there is... I have to teach myself now. I have to re. I have to teach myself the authentic pleasures, the 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 uh, conscious fun that isn't generated out of in you know being inebriated. You mm. know to be like I have to be drunk enough to make that decision, or I have to be high enough to do that. Like now, you know, you you get put into this terrifying place of human exposure where it's like you are truly choosing what you want to do and what fun you want to have, and mm. um. You know, now I want my stories, I suppose, to to be based around various people I meet, places I go. I don't know. But also I do want to get to a place where I do everything moderately. Like I I also I similarly don't believe in being imprisoned by the notion. I mean, of course, for 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 true um I say true addicts, um, um for people who can really, really suffer with addiction, like disease level, um, if if people do consider it that still, I've just heard that mentioned in the past, then you know. You go to meetings, da, 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 and it's essential because mm. there's something. I think for me, my addiction was more towards just destroying myself. So I, I really do hope that I can get to a place. And actually, I think even people who are in meetings, like, you know, get to a place where it's about actually having a freedom to do kind of what you want responsibly. Um, 
and being aware of of the realities of a lot of what we do. You know, drinking is not good for you. you know what I mean, smoking is not good for you. Yeah, yeah. None of these stuff is. And about I think that like um, you also can't be perfect, and also we're all we're all tumbling through this kind of really non-descript, um, chaotic, obstacle-ridden, um, like totally unpredictable existence. That is that is. Well, and we have fear and, and inadequacy that's, just uh, pushed on say, us. That fear thing. Shame is such a big thing surrounding mental health. You know, yeah, like, it's, it's, it, we're, 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 we're pushed into these into these spaces, you know? People feel guilty about their behaviours, about what they've said. Or it's, it's about what you were talking with, with Stephen about on the last podcast, about um, your perception of yourself and the reflection of others. Mm. It's, it's so true because if you're someone that, uh, that's you know, in in the fear or in hangover or whatever, if, you're, if you suddenly get that, those cringe moments, oh, God, did I say that? Did I do that? Which isn't kind of what you would have ever done in sobriety. Then um, you put it upon expecting them to think the worst of you. And actually, you know, they probably don't even, can't even remember, you know what I mean? Yeah. Half the time or care, you know? And actually what we do is we all beat ourselves up massively about the way, um, you know, the sort of shame from the, from our behaviours um, that we might do when we've when we've had a drink. Yeah, yeah. It is about just taking care of yourself in whatever in whatever guise that comes in. You know what? I had one beautiful moment. I'll, I'll describe. I went for I went to, on holiday with my girlfriend's uh, to see my girlfriend's godparents, and um, she has this godmother called Jean, who's this kind of wonderful, um, wonderful. I think she was seventy eight when we got, we got. It was actually her birthday, but she didn't make a fuss about it. But there, I had this wonderful exchange of her where I was like, oh, you know, can I make a, a cup of coffee? It was in the morning. I was going to make a cafetiere or whatever. And I said to her, like, oh, do you want one? And she goes, oh, no, no, I'm fine. And I was like, do you not drink coffee in the mornings? And she was just like, oh, well, you know, as I was it because, you know, like having an early coffee in the morning and you have a little drop. And she was like, well, I'm not sure. And I was like, do you just drink coffee in the evenings then? And she was like, well, it, you know, I, and I was like, do you, do you like, do you drink do you drink coffee because you're worried about, do you not drink coffee? And she was like, and she just looked at me and she went, you know what? I drink coffee whenever I like. <laughs> and it was like, in that moment, I was like, oh yeah. You're there, to, you're there I doing was, a, I was stuck in this like London-centric like mindset where you, you know everyone's like, got these boxes they give themselves where it's like, I don't drink coffee past three because otherwise I will not sleep. I don't eat this. And there's this- You were getting all Jerry Maguire, show me the coffee. Yeah, I was like getting into this whole structured, you know, very, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, 12 rules But it's true. Life. Like at the moment, I'm not drinking caffeine. I'm off caffeine, right? Because yeah. it's not good for, you know, it's not good for my anxiety, right? So yeah. it helps. If I have a coffee, I can feel it coming on. Yeah. Literally. Like, so anxiety like, but, yeah. So like, uh, you're right. Because actually so many people are like, oh no, well, I, I might have one in the morning or I might have two. Or, or, so, or you get the ones that'll be like, oh no, I drink five. Or they like, I drink like Peter, you know, um, my business partner. <laughs> he drinks like 10 coffees a day. He's just a coffee I machine. Just, I just think like, but I, that, that, Listen, I do believe routine is important, um, order is important, structure is important. However, I do believe as human beings that we do sometimes miss out on just this level of authenticity where you can just kind of go with what you want. Yeah. Like um, within your infrastructure, do you know what I mean? Yeah, within yeah, yeah. The, the life you set up. The way she said that to me, and it's the same with drinking. And it's like, and it's, there's, there's that freedom where you're not holding, because you know, the reason why things can be so shocking to a person in sobriety is if they break something. That's what I've had an issue with, with my sobriety, because I'm, I'm not addicted to alcohol, but now I've created a thing where if I drink, it's a thing now. That was, when I did it for 13 months, I didn't want to stop because I was like, oh, if I drink, if I drink it's drink, a thing. 
I know. But like, but what does that say for our own self-control? You know, what does that say for our own vision of ourselves? Because really, I'd only be, I'd only, I'd really only be upset based on the perception of another person Mm. when they ask me if I'm sober and what I feel guilty because I had a little drink. That's a mad world we live in, isn't it? Yeah. When actually it just depends on how I feel. And really, I'm gonna look someone in the eye and be like, I drink whenever I want to. But you know, that can get slippy. But I know my I know myself in that space. I know myself. And I just do think that we have to trust ourselves a lot more and and um yeah, not be afraid or ashamed to just be honest and, and also hold ourselves accountable to little slip-ups and errors and just consider ourselves work in progresses, you know. Mm. And um and yeah, and 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 not just breathe out and just know that everyone else is 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 full of flaws mm. and those flaws are, are perfect are perfections if that makes sense I, that sounds well cheesy but you know what I'm saying mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, you know, when you write something from a place of like sadness, um, you never, you, I suppose you dream of it positively affecting people via the song, but for that song to then affect something bigger than the song. It's incredible, really, when you think about it. Just, I mean, the reach that we had, <clears throat> I know we've said it before, but, you know, the fact that that song reached 120 million people. Yeah. Um, on World Mental Health Day, but also just the way it brought everyone together, you know, from the, the whole music video, um, you know, your your suggestion of creating a music video that was in two circles was brilliant. Yeah. Well, do you know that story? See, that 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 story is another example of synergy, which, which to this day freaks me out. Um, and I really wish I could find the artist's name because I, I wanted that to be clear. But um, I, for a while, was trying to because I said to you from the get-go I was like yeah I really really want to come up with a treatment for the music video and I remember um I was sat at home on a Friday night and the, the treatment was deadline was Monday and I was I, I was um I was sat at home and I was trying to think like all right circles right whole circles cool spirals like depression okay circles gotta do something with bullseyes and uh yeah and I was like sitting there and I got a couple of phone calls off this guy called Joe's, my mate. He's an artist. He's really cool. Uh, I'd only met him twice, though. I hadn't met him. Um, I didn't know him really, really well. Uh, although I do feel like I've known him for ages. But anyway, he rang me and was like, yo, mate, do you want to come to Margate with, um, with me and my friend? And I was like, no. <laughs> That's wild. Like, I don't really know you. And also, uh, um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think I want to go to Margate. And Is that why you live there now? 
Yeah, that's part of the reason. No, no, yeah, yeah, right. So this is part of the reason. So because of this experience, so I actually put my phone on airplane mode that night because I was like, I didn't want to just, just didn't want to think about it. Him and Cheryl, I hadn't met, you know, I hadn't even met Cheryl before. She was the other person going. And um, next morning, I swear, I woke up and I had the most, just this really, really strong desire to go to Margate. It was bizarre. It was like beyond reasoning. I hadn't got the treatment done. And I was having breakfast with um, a friend called Mary. And in the middle of breakfast, I said to her, I was like, yo, Mary, I really want to go to Margate. Should I just go? And she was like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to. And I was like, like right now. She was like, yeah. And I just stood up. And this is the honest truth, Mary, about this. I stood up in the middle of breakfast and just walked, left her with the bill, walked out of the pub, 6% battery on my phone, no change of clothes, nothing. I went straight to the train station, got on a train, Texted my mate Joe going, look, I'm getting in at like 6.30. He was kind of like, Is it all right, you know. Um, he met me at the station with Cheryl. We had this fun night, like we're not drinking, da 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 And I still was kind of a bit like confused as to why I was there. Next morning, he goes, do you want to go to the Turner Gallery? Go to the Turner Gallery, I walk in, and there's this big picture of this yellow circle. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool, man. And I look to the left, and there's this big like spiral. I was like, that's sweet. And there's like a moon and I turn around, bro. And the exhibition is called The Art of the Circle. Do you know what? That, do you know what? No, <laughs> and, no. and, and I literally was like, it was, it was as though someone had taken everything I wanted to be in my mind and put it on walls. And I, and I saw video, I saw everything. And I went, right, did it. And I went home. They were like, no, we're driving back at seven. I'm like, nope, got on a train. I went home, wrote the treatment. I remember... I. Do you know what? Now I remember. I remember, I remember you phoning circles. me going, yo, yo, mate, you're like, dude, this whole circle thing is kicking off. No, <laughs> <laughs> no straight lines anymore. Yeah, no yeah, corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. Of just smooth circles. Mate. And the idea of a video through two, well, I was inspired during that exhibition of a video shot through two circles because it's like eyes. I want to do it again. I really we think it's do. powerful. Um, and I think it's, and it was, it was, um, yeah, I think it's, it, I just, I'd never thought until I'd looked at the exhibition, I'd never considered what the, yeah, the the scope of being able to tell a story through two circles. I think serendipity, what you say though, is absolutely key because if you, you know, whole, the the title of your song became the title of our organisation, it became our, I am whole, became our campaign hashtag. And, And actually the whole, all the connotations based around the circle just, play into what we're trying to achieve and what you know what, what we're trying to what we're trying to do and I think as a symbol um I mean actually one of the things I was um challenged to do was try and come up with the next ice bucket challenge and I said there's no way I could ever do that you know those things are viral phenomena you know it's kind of you know um it's impossible but one of the things that I always do and I always believe this is keep it simple stupid I think if you keep things really really simple then you've got a a chance of having you know mass appeal and I think one of the things that our circle does is it unites people and it's it's a really simple easy thing for people to do yeah um that that has obviously touched so many people I remember on, on, on World Mental Health Day just looking through all the all the photographs online of people doing it some just the creativity around it was yeah. unbelievable. No, it was, it, was, it was a proper incredible. And also the, it's just bizarre, you know, because the only reason as to why the song, the song was tit- entitled Whole, or titled Whole, was because I, up until that point, had a weird thing about circles. I had a weird thing about um, words that started with letters that had curved edges. Why was that? 
I don't know. It's like uh, one of those spectrum things. Um, cut to actual world mental health day. And um, how did you, I mean, did you expect the campaign to, to be as big as it was? No. I mean, I know we hoped it, but we, we always had No, hope. I had absolutely no idea it'd be as big as it was. My life was very different then. Um, blow my mind. It was a lot. I don't think, I don't know whether people, I mean, because if you look at where we're at now with um, with the organisation and our charity partners and the, the concert that we're putting on at the Roundhouse, um, I don't know if people actually realise that the actual I Am Whole campaign was was just um, targeted at Brighton Hove. Yeah. It was commissioned by the NHS in Brighton, in Brighton Hove and it was, and it went global. Yeah. Which is mad. You know, it's, I, I think when I, I think when I really, I remember in the morning it going live and we trending, we were trend, we started trending on Twitter when the evening standard was printed um, in the first run, we, we were sort of this little, we were sort of just a little section of one part of the paper saying there's this campaign with I am whole. And then when they did the second print run, we'd got an entire page yeah. um, with all the, with all the, the faces that had joined us from James Corden to Ed Sheeran, um, et cetera. That's um, amazing. Unbelievable. Because that was when we we decided that, you know, we had to, it wasn't going to just be a one-off campaign for us. It's actually, we wanted, we felt passionate about what we'd managed to achieve. I mean, there was, I mean, if I think back on it, there was like a school sent us a video of like a thousand pupils all standing together singing your song. Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> and then we had like YouTube influencers doing some seriously creative videos that were doing like millions of views. So that was, it was that sort of, that wild reaction that we'd sort of hoped for, but we hadn't expected, I suppose, because we were just meant to service Brighton and Hove. Yeah. It was then, you know, this is, we need to do something with this. This is, we've got something that's really amazing. And, and I think the fact that we started off with your music video and music being an amazing communicator of language, that was a kind of decided, we, that's when we decided to make that one of our sort of core things that we do yeah to, to have written something from a place of turmoil and, and the fact that for that to kind of end up forming or 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 appearing as some kind of relief or opportunity for others is is dope and i'm glad it's carried on so for anyone anyone that hasn't um followed the story or if you're new follow the story of what we're, we're doing so far or if you're new to I Am Whole um, and Music for Mental Health. Um, we began in 2016 with uh, a music video and a track um, from Jordan. And Jordan became, um, agreed to partner with me um, and 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 the business to, to turn this into something um, ongoing, you know, um, always on forever uh, and try and change. Our mission is really to try and change the way people talk about mental health and to make sure that people can get the help that they need. Um, so last year with music being our USP, um, we decided we went with another band called Nothing But Thieves. So yeah, Nothing But Thieves been involved and I've got a whole bunch of names. I, you know, I've had friends come forward and ask to be involved. People, that it's, it's undeniable that um, mental health as a conversation is reasonably new. And also I think the most, the thing I'm most proud of in this run is that music for mental health is is a very is very much an action based thing i love raising awareness and i love opening conversation that is essentially an action but to be able to raise money for directly for the charities and organizations that are working um right in the midst of things i love that it feels good that's why we're putting on the gig 
is to make sure that we we can raise uh, funds for the charities that we work with to hopefully help anyone that is seriously suffering. And also music is one of the greatest medicines, I'd say. Do you want to tell everyone about music for mental health, who's on the lineup, how they can get tickets? Yeah, straight up this November, music for mental health. It's um, the I Am Whole campaign has collaborated with three charities, Calm, The Mix, YMCA, who, who have never worked together um, but they're working together for the first time to help us put on this gig, Music for Mental Health. And we're doing it because music is a universal language that everyone understands, whether you speak the language or not. Like I just, I've seen viral videos, dances, all kinds of amazing, um, just all kind of am- amazing uh, connections that have been cultivated by musicality. Do you know what I mean? Like just the, the way in w- it's... Oh, you feel it. I love it. It makes me passionate. But anyway, the point is I've managed to get a bunch of my friends involved. Um, Ed Sheeran is doing a little, he's opening up the gig, which I mean, he's literally the biggest musician in the world, which is mad for me. Cause like I met him when we were like, we've been friends since we were like 17. And anyway, I uh, used to have this like bright green jumper. It was great. I mean, he's probably still has it. Anyway, he's, he's opening it. Uh, James Arthur, Ella Eyre, Anne-Marie, Ollie Mers, Pro Green, um, and a couple more um, and it's just going to be great and I, I'm looking forward to it there'll be little bits in between where we're talking about um, individual journeys we're going to have some entertainment my friend Hussein might jump up and do some poetry there's all types of stuff going on so hashtag I am whole hashtag M4MH shout out to Roundhouse yeah Roundhouse and also check out our Facebook Instagram and Twitter which is uh, at whole org um, and you can also go to our website which is whole.org.uk but there's too much heat where I eat don't want to shit where I sleep so I don't sleep I just repeat I don't repent I just receive yeah these fees are all feasible if I agree to fool myself believe and undermine keep it real basically uh, and if you're ever worried about anything just remember that um, when life gives you lemons you make lemon juice you make lemonade we well, can't make lemonade because there's any sugar. That's really bugged me about that phrase. Well, it was your mate. It was the music video we made for Rizzles. Didn't I talk about adding sugar? My life gives you lemons. You can't make lemonade without this. Anyway, don't, don't worry. Refined sugar is also bad for you. Have a good day. If you would like to subscribe to our podcast, please click subscribe. I mean, do not have to, but I'd really appreciate. It. I think. It would help. Have a nice day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.